0: What happens at laser tag never stays at laser tag. Laser. Laser unfocused tag talk. Laser unfocused tag talk. I feel like you could be like in Ghostbusters or something. Oh my God, you have got some stories.
1: Let's talk about laser tag.
0: Who knew you were a laser tag legend? Time to get laser unfocused. Tag talk with Tibia.
1: Welcome to Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Hi, I'm Tivia. From outdoor laser tag on the farm to creating a truly unique indoor tactical field, one laser tag operator in New Jersey has had plenty of interesting experiences along the way. My guest today is Vic Pellegrini, and he's the owner of Bullseye Laser Tag in Edison, New Jersey, that I recently had the pleasure of getting to go and play. And I welcome you, Vic. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here.
1: Now, Bullseye Laser Tag has gone through a little bit of an evolution since you started your business originally as an outdoor field and you now have an indoor field. And I would love to kind of get a, an idea of how your business started. And first of all, what made you take an interest in getting into the laser tag business in the first place?
0: Um, so played classic laser tag as a kid on your know, arenas, anywhere we go, uh, my brothers and I and my dad would play. Um, then played video games all through my teens and twenties and imagined once I was an adult with kids that there would be a new version of laser tag out there and was surprised to find the exact same home arena in my town. When I moved back with the exact same gear and I was surprised. I thought there was be a little more advanced version and we still had fun playing classic, but there was something about today's video games that I love that we weren't getting in in, the laser tag uh that we were playing. Um don't really like airsoft or paintball, especially that I hit you, no, you didn't, yes I did, you know, uh battle you always have. And uh searched, 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 um found iCombat's gear and uh played at an arena in New York, loved the gear, hated the experience, uh, and just assured my wife that I could do it better. I got this idea. And uh, we took a chance. We bought 10 guns, a bunch of plywood, and uh, away we went. And we found a really good partner for the farm that we were outdoors on. And uh, I just put every dime we made into it back into it. We cared. We only cared about the gaming experience on the field. And uh, that shines through with, uh, you know, the amount of customers we have come back. But, yeah, video game in real life was what we were looking for. We couldn't find it. So I did it myself. And I, the, the. My wife and I were assured ourselves, if we don't do this, someone will, and then we'll regret not doing it. And uh, there's a few more out there now. So we were, we were happy we did it.
1: So you started with a field that was outdoors on a farm. When was that? And walk me through what happened between the start of your business and where you are at this point.
0: Oh, that is an amazing ride of... Uh, figuring it out through and through um we bought the equipment march of 2016 we finally found a field that would let us do what we wanted in i want to say october of that year like six months of just all this gear what do we do um practice in our backyard practice in a friend's field and then found a schaefer farms in flemington two brothers who own this uh really cool farm and they let me just do what i wanted to do We started with 12 sheets of 10, 15 sheets of plywood on a cornfield and upgraded to pallets and 40 sheets of plywood. Then we went to hundreds of pallets and a boat, a truck, um, shipping containers, 50 giant spools into a big giant 200 by 200 foot crazy field on their farm. And again, every year we came up with something new, um, uh, bought more guns. I bought out anyone who went out of business. I would drive anywhere and buy everything I could with all the money we made that year. Um, I didn't pay myself for five years, um, and just hustled, but always cared about that gaming experience. I always played the fields. I played every game we had. I tested the equipment and, um, and it again, slow, but steady. Uh, and the farm was a wild, wild experience. I learned how to judge my timing with uh, captains and employees. Um, marketing was fun. Uh, you know, I say that sarcastically, it was brutal, uh, learning Facebook, learning Instagram, learning Google, uh, no history in that I had a, I was probably destined to be a first responder law enforcement. Um, you know, I was a dispatcher for a long time and, uh, I'm a big kid. I just love having fun. I love people having fun, and it really does shine through in, in what we offer and how my employees are now. I mean, we have we have over 20 employees now. Um, so we went from me and one kid on a farm to a full team. It's pretty wild.
1: Well, that's awesome. And you you referenced some of the equipment that you used, but I have seen for myself that you have a variety of different models. So what did you actually begin with when you were running your outdoor field, and has that evolved over time?
0: Oh, absolutely. So we originally we went looked at a couple places. Um, the field we played at in New York had the Gen One uh, IRM4 from iCombat. So it was a CO2 charge magazine with all the internal components and a really cool recoil. We bought um, ten of those uh, on a uh, equipment lease, you know, program that we overpaid for. But there was no way to start it otherwise. Um, every year we would buy more equipment there's I went through some old pictures and me finding a collection I bought out a guy who did zombie events um we would just buy more and more we we uh chose to do just the headband and gun no vests um it really was because I didn't have enough money there's no partners it's just me um it was credit card and a lease uh, agreement and um the we put nice scopes on the guns and we treated them well we we did a lot of maintenance and we grew and grew and grew. And I got the best advice I ever got. I'm sure you, um, know, Robert Prepper, just an amazing guy down in South Jersey. And the tip he gave me year one was don't worry about how nice or big your field is. Get more gear. So more people can do it. And, uh, that's all I've done for seven years is buy and buy and buy as much as I could. Um, Then when we moved to Edison or indoor location, which was a whole crazy story in itself, but we had an opportunity when COVID hit to buy a a shipment that got uh, ended for iCombat because of uh, the uh, pandemic. So we bought the SMGs. So your IR SMG that we use now, we bought those during the pandemic. Um, We had, um, the small guns for the kids, we also bought on a credit card because we were turning down eight, nine-year-old parties left and right because the gear is too big for them and too advanced. Uh, and we bought these smaller guns that integrate with it, Icon that's old, uh, original, they call it a Barracuda. Uh, I think there's actually pictures of you using that in one yes, year. So yes, the,
1: the Barracuda box But you see most commonly attached to a Tippmann paintball marker, correct?
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we we bought a bunch of those and it was... a uh, Knockdown, down, drag out hit kids parties. We, we, we paid for them in one month. Um, it was awesome. And then we want some upgrades. So we have the two shotguns now we have the two uh, IR saws, which are the full auto machine guns. We're going to be taking the old M4s and rebuilding them. We're going to be building out a sniper rifle and we're going to be building out a compact, like little uh, full auto, little uh, machine gun um, to, to change things up. You get to play however you want to play on our field. And uh, it's, it's a really cool experience. And you played with the shotgun. I'm terrible with the shotgun. Like, I am a disaster. But me with the, the saw, you know, I, I can control an entire side of the field with that. But, again, it just depends on your play style, the game mode, uh, which I love because every game's going to be different.
1: Well, now I thoroughly enjoyed trying out the IR shotgun because it was my first experience playing it in actual game usage, as opposed to, I was lucky enough to try the prototype at the iCombat offices and I had experienced it uh, at IAPA, but to play it in a game really gave me a whole different sense of, you know, the feel of this equipment. And I liked seeing that you had that kind of variety and the choices available. So you've got a lot of variety and you've got a lot of options for the arena that, uh, I want to get into, but I'm, I'm really kind of intrigued by what led you to make the move from outdoor to indoor.
0: So the year before, so that would have been 2018, we almost closed. Um, we I lost over 50% of my weekends to rain or 95 and humid. Uh, we were canceling full weekends left and right. And I told my wife, I said, this might just not be the thing. So we, we concentrated on finding a location. Um, but that was, that's an expensive, a very expensive idea. Um, I'm a big believer in just go for it. I was laughed out of, uh, 15, 20 meetings with, with landlords, banks, everything, because, you know, it was a crazy idea. And then we found Edison through, I picked up some crazy boxes on Craigslist and they have uh, Edison's the, so the metal park mall was originally built, I think in the fifties or sixties and the original mall is still there. It's just underground. So they use that as their trucking delivery stuff. And I walked through there and it's horrifying. It's, it's a terrifying place. And we did some really cool, big zombie events, mega, mile walkthroughs in the on the farm, hundreds of people walking through shooting zombies with our gear. They were a hit. So we offered to do that at their their location and we were laughed out of the lawyer's office. They would never allow that. And the leasing agent came to us and said, Well, what about this spot? And my wife and I walked through it and it was just I, I envisioned the whole thing, but there was no way we could afford such a crazy place. And they said make an offer. We made them a ridiculous offer. And it had been vacant for two years. It was an opportunity. We jumped on it, and uh, history. I mean, we we were we were sold out month two, uh, and then month three, COVID hit, and we closed down. <laughs>
1: Which is a story that a lot of operators went through. And if you could get through that, especially as, you know, you weren't a brand new business, but your location was a brand new business. So if you can get through that, you are coming out the other side and, and successful. But tell me what that experience was like as you've just moved into this facility and then put the brakes on.
0: You know, it's one of those things. I'm sure you have experiences through your life where you're like, you Should I do this? Should I not? And you jump at it and you just go for it. I've always been that kind of person. My wife and I are just, we have an idea and we run, we go. And uh, luckily I did that and did it as fast as I did because what it proved in basically January and February or December, January, February was this thing worked here and the landlord, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Simon properties. It's a billion dollar company. The leasing agent was amazing. They worked with me, but I was able to commit to the idea because I had these three months of unbelievable, um, you know, reception from customers and customers I've never met. These are all this is a brand new market. Um, so that really let us know we can do this. And We stayed true. The landlord worked with us. We came out with a lot of different rules for New Jersey. when we opened, we stuck to it. And um, we have we, two years of two and a half years of just knockdown drag out success in that spot.
1: Where were you located before?
0: Uh, about 40 minutes southwest in Flemington, New Jersey. Ah. So, yeah, a little uh, Hunterdon County, really fun. Met a, a, I still have customers from that time that come up and play every once in a while. Um, but definitely unique. But the ability to run no matter what's going on, minus, you know, pandemic, uh, is a big deal. Being able to book those parties and confidently run them was is a change from being outdoors. It's hard. Outdoors is hard.
1: Well, absolutely. It's a whole different animal entirely. One of the really unique aspects about your arena that I picked up on uh, but made sense once it was explained to me was that it was formerly a home remodeling supply store. And so it looks like you've repurposed some of those elements. And I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about your decisions in utilizing the space you had and and what was available there.
0: Sure. Um, you know, it comes down to, you know, I'm a one man show. Like I mean, I have a big team but as far as, you know, I didn't have designers and developer, it was all me and all that experience from building, uh, probably eight different fields out at the farm. I knew what worked, um, and whether you would definitely know because you've probably been, and we won't say in a bad field where the the design didn't make sense and you got chopped up in a spot. We, We feel all that, um, and we play as employees every week and we are moving stuff around. Uh, but when we walked through my wife, I was walking through seeing certain things and I was like, oh, my God, it actually works. Um, the field plays long. But what we were able to do is work with non-structural stuff and knock down you know, doors where, where we're allowed to. Uh, we didn't have to worry about any code violations when we were doing that, which was awesome. And then we just found out where it worked. We have lanes of travel. We have long shots, we have short shots. Um, and it's just crazy that it works. When we first went in there, there was probably 30 or 40 cardboard boxes because that's all we could get. And then we started bringing in the stuff from the field. We started collecting, uh, the 50, uh, uh, 55 gallon drums and we've started getting those big totes, um, that we actually light up when we do our blackout sessions, which is crazy and really fun and wild. Uh, But all that stuff is just thrown in, but the elements of the field design are worked out over time. Um, And we really, angles we find, cheap shots that we block, great angles. We just changed a major portion of one of the fields because we felt like the flow for one side was unfair versus the other and the second we did it you'll see the regulars oh you changed that oh yeah it's great we were fun. and you 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 feel it you can definitely feel it
1: well there there was definitely a cool flow to the arena that i you know enjoyed experiencing in the game but also prior to the game when i walked through i was just taking note of all the visual things now a lot of tactical arenas do have sort of a a rough edge kind of look to them but in your case there were some um some things that you know were really specific i imagine or correct me if i'm wrong but i imagine that it had to do with them being a uh, home supply store beforehand because the one in particular that stands out is i had to take a picture holding a tagger in a literal shower in your feet <laughs> so let's just talk about you know the not just the flow of the arena but what you're going to see as you're exploring it
0: so i can take credit for a few things for sure um This is one of those things that's interesting, and I disagree with some fields. It may be the cheap side of me. Um, I think that customers remember less about the. It's great to have a really cool thing, right? But when they're playing for those 75 minutes, I think they remember exciting game modes, a really charismatic captain that helps them, right? It is not on their phone on the corner, uh, really in there. And uh, like those exciting moments. And if I had an unlimited budget, sure, we're going to do some really cool stuff. Um, But in the moment where I'm at, we put all of our energy into a good flow of games, well thought out game mode. So iCombat has a base of uh, probably 20 missions that have rules that iCombat came up with in their their, uh, corporate fields. We change the rules. We change the timing we changed the, the placement of things to our field for our customers with our gun in our 75 minutes of playtime. Um, and yeah, I think within a limited budget, sure. I could do a bunch of cool stuff. Now there happened to be some really cool things there. When we broke through the walls in the offices that like close quarter combat stuff, uh, we spray paint some funny things here and there, but uh, yeah, the shower is hysterical. That just happened to be there. Uh, we did take out the hot tub that was in the store. Cause that was a problem day one we immediately took that out um but that is just a happy chance of those things um so I can't take credit quite for that but we don't shy away from it like I haven't covered anything up it's all there for you you know
1: well I think that that makes it very memorable and I literally did take in-game shots from the shower
0: (laughs) and (laughs) where else am
1: I ever going to say those words (laughs) exactly
0: yeah it's a, a unique experience but again I think those might if you were in a 20 person game you, you i don't even know if you would remember certain things yeah it looks nice outside our scoring our after game scoring i love that but in game i personally strive for that uh, that game mode that exciting moment the timing of it right it's not too long not too short that's that's not a happy accident that's that's a lot of work of playing and listening and paying attention
1: and you're right that the um, the game itself really does take over if you're not looking for those elements. But I always just kind of keep my eyes open because theming is something I really enjoy. Awesome. And so whenever I see something a little unusual, it, it sticks out in my mind. So you definitely will, uh, Fair Fair will uh, be memorable in my mind for uh, some of the elements that I saw. Like the fireplace and the standalone staircases. There were a lot of cool things going on there.
0: Staircase is fun. Yeah, we chopped up those doors and we, or that, 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 um, that shooting platform and people get a kick out of that was a, uh, I think that was a banister and molding display. Uh, (laughs) It's so weird.
1: And I'll tell you, I am known for being critical of not generally liking stairs and arenas, but that was a very unique and accessible place. And definitely uh, something I could see the kids really liking because it gives you a nice vantage point um, over the whole uh, the, the field as a whole there.
0: And, and again, yet yeah, we could have just left it as is or even taken it out. But when you've got something I and mean, we call that the treehouse, you know, like that's a fun thing. We, and uh, it's a big hit. Like all the kids think that's the best thing in the world. And it's just, yeah, a couple steps with broke out the wall and you can shoot through it. And it's, it's a fun time.
1: Very good. Well, and you mentioned uh, a little something about uh, customizing the boards at the end. Uh, Now, one thing that I noticed that uh, I understand was kind of a custom design of yours is you do have at the end of the game, the combat scoreboard where you see the results as you typically would with this equipment, but you also have a different achievement board. So could you tell me your thoughts on creating that?
0: So we found, um, again, it takes a I'll pat myself on the back. Listening to those customers and seeing them, we found that that scoreboard was a big hit, the The iCombat scoreboard. Great, big hit. Everyone looked at it. The only problem is really only two or three people are excited to see it, the top players. Um, and it's pure score through iCombat, uh, which is fine. So we, um, my best friend of 20 plus years is an IT guy. and We were talking about something and he said, you can scrape data. And I had no clue what that meant. So I found someone that built me a little program that scrapes the data, but different pieces. And we put together a fun little screen and we show off the top three in four different categories. And sometimes all three are different people. Um, the good one is accuracy, because usually the, the most accurate person might not be, the person with the most points and they get to shine for a second and that screen has been the biggest hit there is more yelling and more pictures taken of that screen than the the score screen so we're going to be expanding on that in the future when we tap into more of the data that we can pull from iCombat because there's a lot of really cool data but we're trying to make those memorable experiences and that screen is a, a a real fun part for everybody. And I'm super happy about it. And a couple fields have, have taken that idea and run with it. And they they've they said the same thing. That's the biggest hit when they come out screaming, yelling, look at me, you know, that's what you're looking for.
1: It's definitely eye catching. And I think that, you know, recognizing various achievements in a- in other areas is one of those things that kind of keeps players motivated because if they see that they excelled in one thing, it just kind of drives them to come back and, and try and keep improving.
0: Yeah, one of the big ones we want to do is pull just the stats of the new players from the session itself. We have a lot of regulars. We have a lot of guys that are there every weekend. They always command the top of the list, which is fine. I would love to have a rookie you know, leaderboard where we pull those guys out because they don't need the pat on the shoulder. Um, they know what they're doing. But the guy who's just showed up, who maybe has fifth-place stats, let's put him up on the board. So we're going to build that out next so we can really show off Hey, is your first time? Look, you're up on the board and they get pumped about that and they want to come back.
1: Well, what are some of the other out of the box ideas that you've implemented to attract customers and, and also keep your regulars engaged and returning?
0: Always tricky, always tricky. There's a fine. I mean, you've, you're a competitive player. Um, I'm sure you've played in sessions where you almost feel bad about how much you're whooping on a new player. Um, and, and, that's that's not their business they're paid they're paying to play this is their entertainment they get to do what they want um we have a discord channel for our new players and that was a christian uh when you came by christian he led this and this is the coolest thing ever we've got this really good community online where they trash talk they meet up they talk about things i mean they're doing it right now for this birthday session they're putting on themselves thursday night um which is awesome because that it's not me that's them that's they get to create their own little community um so we have a membership program that's relatively cheap uh they get a nice discount um they come in during the summer is a little tricky because was a slow time for this this business but we do a invite only every single week where our employees who do play on a handicap in public sessions they have to play half damage um but in the invite only they get to go full blast which they love and then it's the real competitive one um so we do that for them um we run leagues we've run little mini tournaments and then they get to test out our new games so when we come up with a new game or we want to test a combat game on our field we use those guys um one they're not gonna be shy about their feelings (laughs) they are They're truthful to a fault, uh, but they're also going to play really, really hard and find the issues with it that you might not see in 20 brand new players because they don't really push the limit of the gear, the feel, the game. um, Our really competitive people do. And then, you know, we've done any of our promotions. We always have a piece for the regulars, high scores. They'll have their own little thing with better prizes and things like that. Um, And then we also are just nice to them. Like we're inviting them in. And what they do is they don't, we have this community where they're not coming in. They may beat the heck out of brand new players, but nine out of 10 of my regulars will go over and talk with them and tell them how to get better. And they're nice about it. And it's awesome. And we really push that part. We don't accept any, um, you know, rudeness to our regulars because we tell them, Hey, you're messing with our business and they respect that. And, uh, You know, some people just don't want to get beat, which is fine. But it's so funny when we we run our birthday mission. And if the kid isn't that good, we'll put one of our regulars as a bodyguard. And they're like their own little mini team and they love it. And it's a fantastic, you know, we we include them in those things and a really good community of regulars. Um, But we do, they come to, we test out, we have a zombie night. They tested out the game modes for that, but we got really good feedback. Um, We tested out a really good round Robin one night tournament. Uh, That went really, really well that we're going to use in the future uh, for promotional stuff. Um, But they're included in all the cool stuff. They feel like they're part of the team. And uh, but they pay, you know, they pay for everything. uh, But they're included in some really cool stuff.
1: Well, I think you've really hit on the secret sauce to making members work for you and rather than against you is just having that positivity because members can be a real asset when they're not being birthday bashers and when they are being helpful. And it sounds like you've got a a really nice situation with the players who, uh, who are coming through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, that has, that takes work. If you just let that run rampant, they feel like they're paying for it. And that, that is their right. They're paying their customers. They get to do what they want to a limit, but when you can kind of curb them, to doing that stuff, one, they become friends and two, they, they're an asset. I've had them where they come in for an 830 session and they show up at 730 to hang out and we need them like, hey, can you even up the teams for us? We drop them in and they love it and they have a good time and it actually helped us. Uh, but it takes work. It takes some flexibility and it definitely takes a, a work on all of my teams part as well.
1: Well, you've got some great ideas going there. And one idea, uh, shout out to Christian and Paul and Andy and the staff that I got to meet while I was there. But uh, we had some conversation about another cool idea that uh, might be part of your repertoire in the future. But um, he was uh, suggesting that maybe some fitness laser tag might be in the future. And I wonder if you could talk to me a little about what you're thinking with
0: that. So, yeah, you you didn't feel you didn't play a 75 minute game. Now, you held the shotgun. That's heavy. Uh, the IR SMGs from my combat are about seven and a half pounds. They're, they're heavy. They great. uh, you're not allowed to run in our arena, but you end up sweating summer, winter, fall, you're sweating. Uh, so we've, uh, expressed that to a few, um, uh, athletic groups. We actually have a, a long time customer who is now a, um, a, a real bodybuilder. It's wild to see his transformation over the years, but those kinds of things we're going to be branching out as we, um, uh, we we have time the issue really we find is we're sold out so often that it's hard to do stuff like that um but as we expand we're definitely gonna be doing it but yeah it's mainly there's certain game modes and i'm sure you know where you slow down and there's certain game modes where you never stop moving from the buzzer to start from the buzzer to the end so we're going to create a session that incorporates all of those really heavy movement games and um Usually for regulars, we'll give them a fast movement game and then we'll slow it down. Uh, You know, Sniper is a very slow and steady game. That's a good break for games where you're moving. Uh, But for a fitness game, we may never give them a break. You go and even shorten breaks in between the missions where go, 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 go. Um, That's definitely something we'll do. And it's definitely doable with the heavy equipment and the big, big field. We're at 10,000 square feet. There's a lot of movement around.
1: Oh, definitely. And having that much space is a, a real asset in a lot of ways for an arena. But uh, coming from the outdoor to this indoor setting, I, I'd love to know what being in a mall can sometimes present some advantages and some disadvantages. So what would you say you found to be some of the challenges or the pros and cons from moving from the outdoor to the indoor and uh, and what you're finding now that you're in this setup?
0: Uh, I think the only real downside is just cost up front and moving forward, right? The the rent, the utilities, any issues, we're in an older building. So we do run into issues um, with the building itself. Um, And whether you're busy or not, you still have to pay all of that on the farm. We were had a great, uh, you know, system where we paid only when we ran stuff. Um, But the benefit is just being able to do stuff all year, no matter what happens. We've had some horrible weather and uh, we're, we're doing just fine. Um, now that is a big unit. Uh, but it, again, we're in a weird spot again, where both, um, stores next to us are gone. Um, uh, we had the bar next to us. That was a really big hit for us. Their customers come over. We'd send over adult parties to their party room. Um, when that stopped, they shut down. It, it's a little dent in, in what we can offer to the customer, but we, we don't do any marketing. We really haven't done a lot of marketing in the last two years. We are word of mouth. You know, when our party host asks, "How did you hear about us?" It's usually my kid went to a party and he loved it, and he wants to come and do, do his party there. And our Instagram is pretty good, but it's people find us and like what we do, and come back and bring ten friends with them. Hey, come try this out! Um, but and then where we were in Flemington, we were in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Hunter County is very spread out, so. It was hard, you know, two parties in one day was the best thing ever. Put them back to back and we were happy. You know, now we go from 10 a.m. to midnight, sold out with no breaks. And it just happens that way. We have a lot more volume of people, much easier to be busy as long as you do a good job.
1: Well, that's really a great take on that and having gone through the whole transition there if you could impart some words of wisdom to a new operator or anyone who might be looking to transition their laser tag in a similar way maybe from an outdoor to an indoor or, or any changes along the way what advice from your vantage point would you offer to a new operator
0: honestly it's just literally listen to your customer but also take a step back and watch what they're doing when they're not talking to you see where they find their focus, where they find the most enjoyment, where that thing happens that maybe wouldn't have happened somewhere else. Um, we, my captains, when we have a small party, my captains join the party, but we make them one hit. We tell the kids to torture them because they get paid to play laser tech. We, we manufacture this experience that probably wouldn't happen with 10 kids on a 10,000 square foot field, but it happens with us because our captains are making that happen. Um, and the other big one is, uh, just, you're not going to have every idea. Um, I've, I've had some, what I think are the best ideas ever, and they are just hilarious disasters because in my head, I think I want something, but the customer, if you're listening, they're going to want the other. Um, so there's some, it's really paying attention. If you just put your head down and do what you think you're going to do, uh, I don't think you're going to have that great of experience. Um, you know, but listening, paying attention, and then implementing those changes it's been a huge draw for us uh for customers and longtime customers like years they've been with us at different fields
1: well that's terrific and i wish you lots of luck with uh bringing new customers into the experience and i like to wrap things up with a little bit of rapid fire tag talk some quick questions with some quick answers back you game for that i am all right. Rapid fire tag talk. I'd love to know what is the most unusual event or party you've ever hosted at laser tag? Uh,
0: zombie night outdoors for a kid's party that was requested with five zombies covered in blood in the middle of the night. That was the weirdest one.
1: Coolest place, but you've ever played laser tag other than your own arena.
0: Oh, uh, I combat walk The first field ever. That was a really cool one.
1: That is a cool field. Yeah. Coolest person that you've ever met through laser tag.
0: Uh, Tag team, Jeremy and Kim. uh, MI combat and Waukesha. I combat great, great people.
1: What's your favorite game format?
0: Ooh. Sniper for slow game. Blackhawk down for fast game.
1: Okay. Favorite energy drink to keep you on the move during those fast
0: games. Oh, we're a G fuel field. We love G fuel.
1: What's your favorite brand of we never run in the arena shoes?
0: <laughs> uh, most ridiculous Crocs, 100%.
1: <laughs> and what is the best reason to play laser tag at bullseye laser tag?
0: Oh, it's a, it, it's never the same. Never, ever.
1: Very good. Well, well, I guess there's going to be lots of experiences to be had, and I thank you, Vic, for taking some time with me. That is my guest, Vic Pellegrini, owner of Bullseye Laser Tag in Edison, New Jersey. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you very much for having me. Come back anytime.
1: Thanks for checking out this episode of Laser Unfocused Tag Talk. Listen for more episodes on the first and third Friday of each month. Want to be a guest on an upcoming episode? Find out more and follow my blog and website at tibiachickloveslasertag.com.